Hi, this is Kenny, Aaron, and William. Join us as we talk about all things sex-related at the Sexology Institute in San Antonio, Texas. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Afternoon. So today we have guests, Dan and Tiffany. Um, I've known them for a little while. And then we have a two, two new people. We have Dustin and Mandy. Well, I'm, I don't have my other counter my other counterparts with me. I don't have uh, Will with me or Kenny today. But they do know that we're going to be doing this, recording this. Um, I recorded something earlier with them today. But I'm going to do this one solo. So we're going to be talking about what it is like to be a nudist or be involved in that community. And so we have two couples here who are going to be able to answer some questions for us. So this is just going to be general questions, Q&A about the nudist community. They're going to um, respond to some myths and comments that the general public have and share some of their experiences, educational resources, and uh, some of the accommodation resources that they have across the nation because they they live elsewhere. You know, I live here in Texas and then I'm going to let them tell more about themselves. So Dan and Tiffany, why don't you introduce yourselves? And then I will let um, Dustin and Mandy introduce themselves and you guys can say how you met. Hi everyone, I'm Dan. I'm Tiffany and we live in Colorado, which, you know, very cold state typically. So, but yeah, we've been active nudists for about three years at our local resort here and on, you know, international nudist cruises as well. One of those things where people that think of California and Florida, they're probably going to be one of those places that have higher populations of nudists because the weather is warm all year round. But, you know, there are nudist areas, uh, whether it's a landed club where there's actual uh, buildings, facilities that people can go and stay at, or there are even non-landed clubs where you have just the camps that people will travel into, set up a tent, RV, uh, do whatever they, they need to do. And those are as far north as Canada. So they're probably not going to be any activities right now in the wintertime. But, you know, when the summer rolls around and the sunshine comes out, that's, uh, it's fair game. And Dustin and Mandy, tell us uh, where you guys are from and um, how you all met. <laughs> how you met. <laughs> so uh, we're, we live in Virginia. Um, there's, uh, one like family resort here that we're members of. And, yeah. and as far as I can tell in all of Virginia, <laughs> um, and so we're members of that. And then we, we started, um, it's been about five years, I think. Yeah. About five years. Enjoy. We've done the the cruise and that's actually where we met, uh, <laughs> Tiffany and Dan. <laughs> we, uh, all four of us, it was our first, uh, nude cruise. And, uh, that was a lot of fun and we were we clicked real well so and i keep hearing you all say cruise so are there different types of settings uh so you have cruises and what other types of settings are there the cruise we went on that company uh they're called bare necessities they are out of austin texas is the travel agency that runs all that and they strictly do nude cruises they do you know pre-covid three a year one in usually like the mediterranean area one in the Bali Fiji area and then they do their biggest one is the big nude boat and that is in the Caribbean every year and it can range we've seen from eight days to next year's cruise is going to be a full 14 days 
and then you have your regular clubs like Dan said that are landed and here in Colorado we have one actual club that is a family resort and then there's a couple hot springs that you know after dark or certain days of the week are clothing optional okay so. tell me more about the um you said i heard both of you say family resort what does that mean how how is that uh distinguished usually with a family resort it is uh they have pretty strict rules about the type of conduct that is um allowed on the on the resort so it makes it easy for uh for families to bring their children and okay. um and the children can participate in as well and I know for us, our resort uh, has kid activities every weekend um, during the summer. And they also, I mean, it, I think mostly it comes down to the the conduct or the rules of conduct. Um, there's generally no, you know, public adult activity. <laughs> okay, like sexual activity. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so that's not really any different than it would be anywhere else. Like you wouldn't be engaged in public sexual activity anyway. Correct. Okay. okay. And most nudist resorts, I mean, across the board, unless they are specifically like a crossover resort where they have accept nudists and swingers, but most strictly nudist resorts, they do not allow any open sexual activity at all. That is a big no-no and will get you kicked out. <laughs> okay. And one of the other things is that uh, there is a national organization called the American Association of Nude Recreation, and they have, you know, strict guidelines as far as, uh, you know, no sexual contact, no touching, uh, in making sure that it is supposed to be an area where everyone is accepted, and you are not uh, going to be, you know, have anyone approach you in a, you know, sexual manner, because it is not, not about sex at all. It's just about enjoying the freedom of being out in the open, uh, whether you're just laying out on a lounge chair, whether you're swimming and not having your wet bathing suit when you step out of the pool, uh, which is one of the reasons <laughs> that we enjoy, or just being able to, you know, enjoy nature and, you know, put on some hiking shoes and just hike through the woods and go through the trails and, you know, be part of nature as, as, you know, regular human beings. Okay. And so for you guys, um, you, this is like, you feel like your true self when you're able, because you mentioned nature, like just being being out and about, you know, not wearing clothes. Because uh, I guess it wouldn't occur to me, you know, as a person who's always clothed. Uh, so tell me more about that. Like, does it feel more restrictive, like living in a, in the, in a world where everybody's clothed? Um, not necessarily. You know, there's different levels of nudists. They are very militant about it. They spend every second of every day, unless they have to drive into town and go to the store, they are always naked. Okay. And you have the people who are more like me. I'm what you would consider a social nudist. So mm -hmm. I am perfectly fine in the textile world wearing my clothes. I love clothes. I love to shop. But, you know, to me, that there's the place, the time. I love going to our resort. We do take our with us. And you know, we go up in the summer, usually at least every other weekend, because it is an hour and a half drive for us hit no traffic. Um, but, you know, you have different levels and people's different comfort. So I love wearing clothes when I'm out in my normal day-to-day -day life. 
But I will say like the number one thing that I love about being up at our resort is no swimsuit. Like Dan said about having to like get out of a pool and you have a wet swimsuit on. So like if we're going to go to the gym to go swimming or go camping at the lake, whatever, have to have a bathing suit, it actually like pains me to have to put my bathing suit on. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to put this on at all. But I guess I would have never thought about that either. Like these are just things that, you know, people don't usually think about. Um, so tell me about uh, this. This has come to mind about the body image issues. How does being a nudist help with that? So, I mean, for, for my part, <laughs> I'll, I'll say uh, when you first go to a resort or wherever, you know, the place is that you're going, mm -hmm. It can be a little nerve wracking. I'm a little bit heavy. Um, and it was uh, a little bit scary the first time. But then people are, are very, um, at all the places we've been, have been very welcoming, very uh, easy to get along with. And, and you quickly, it kind of becomes the new normal while you're there. Um, okay. And it, so after, after a little while, you kind of, stop even noticing that you're nude and that everyone else is nude. Mm -hmm. um, and it just feels uh, more relaxing because you're not, it, it, it kind of wipes away that worry <laughs> just being there after a little while, if that makes sense. Okay. And that's, that's what I have heard. Uh, that's how Dan and Tiffany described it as well. Like you just, you know, after that first day, it's, you feel weird if you're wearing clothes. I mean, it, it's interesting to me that I feel more uh, self-conscious generally wearing clothes, right? Because okay. um, I, one, you, you have to pick, you know, the right outfit for uh, mm -hmm. your size and everything, get the right sizing. Uh, and then people are going to judge the, the, you know, I wear a lot of like graphic and video game t-shirts. People read into the things that you wear right in a way that they they just don't read into your naked body <laughs> okay and that and i wouldn't have thought about that either you know when you're wearing something it gives people something extra to judge you about you know well how tight is that or what color is that or should that person be wearing that and you know that kind of thing and so now that you're saying that it makes so much sense and also kind of what Dustin was saying about, you know, depending on what's on your shirt, people will kind of go, oh, like I'm not into this type of stuff like video games or I'm not into whatever's on your shirt. And they make a conversation to you. But when everybody's naked, like as far as I've seen, over the everybody talks. Like there's no like, oh, I don't think I'm wrong with them because they're wearing a, you know, Game of Thrones t-shirt or I don't think I'd get them because that's a heavy metal band on their shirt you know there's no separation there everybody just kind of gets along fine and another thing i was also going to toss out is you have some people like myself that um i've been the same size for you know 20 30 years so i'll have things that i still wore when i was in college you know 20 20 some years ago so I've got these, you know, old Abercrombie things or just uh, that nice, comfortable T-shirt that just has so many holes in it. 
So when you're out doing regular errands, some people see that really old shirt that's been used. Like, oh, wow, that guy must be really poor. He can't afford, you know, new. <laughs> so you could have some of those issues where we're sitting down with you know, people at our resort and you have no idea that the person sitting next to you, you know, is a CEO of, you know, some company or the person, you know, on your other side is just barely getting by on minimum wage. And you know what? It does not matter because you're there just to mm-hmm. enjoy, um, you know, that whole community feeling with it. And that's one of the things that is really a nice uh, benefit for us is that we don't have to worry about the a traditional uh, society that we have right now, but it's a lot easier for us to go up and leave and let our kids just stay at the playground or walk around the resort because we know that we have dozens of parents and essentially grandparents there watching the kids and making sure they're hurt. We don't have to worry about anybody coming up and you know, injuring or causing harm to any kids or trying to Yeah. There's like, we can, kids are on the playground, be like, okay, well, we're going to go inside the restaurant real quick and order lunch. And we don't, we don't have to worry about the kids because yeah, they're fine. And there's usually, especially this past summer, we were one of three families who were there just about every weekend, the one family Mm -hmm. property. And we all kind of like it. Uh, I'm going to run to the bathroom, keep an eye on the kids or, and it was, and like he said, everybody that's there, it's kind of like our kids have 30 sets of grandparents because if they're doing something wrong or goofing off or doing whatever, then you've got other pseudo grandparents and put them in their place. (laughs) Okay. And you, I remember you guys telling me that like there were generations of people there like people that have raised their kids you know as in the community and so this is like not a thing for them so how what was it like when you guys first introduced this to your children um it probably i went up for the first couple of weeks probably that first season mostly just us going up we'd get a babysitter and go because i was a little unsure and then you know i met people who members who raised their kids in there and some people like, Hey, I was, I was raised as a nudist child mm-hmm. and I got more comfortable and mm-hmm. I our kids and said, Hey, you know, we want to take you guys someplace today and explain to them that, you know, it's a nudist place. Nobody's going to be wearing clothes. You guys do not have to take your clothes off. If you don't, excuse me, don't want to, you don't feel comfortable. It's your own thing. Just if you don't take your clothes off, you can't go in the pool. That's the only rule. And, you know, our son at the time was probably four. And it took him about five seconds flat to strip down and jump in the pool. <laughs> Her was six at the time. And she was very nervous. And she's like, I don't want to do this. And we're like, that's fine. There's the kids playroom here with the foosball table and the TV. Or there's the playground on the other side. You can go play. And until she saw that there was another little girl, same age as her, then she was like, okay. And clothes were off. She was in the pool. So we let them go at their own speed. And we're like, hey, if you don't like it, you never have to come back. And not once have they ever said they don't want to go. Usually it's like, hey, are we going up to the pool today? And well, they'd beeline it for the car. For us, um, 
our kids were uh, three and one. Yeah, three and one. Um, so it, it's all they've known, really. Um, I mean, even before we started going to the resort, we never uh, were very strict about clothes at home. Yeah. We're not like militant, you know, clothes off the second we get in the door, but we also didn't, you know, make them wear clothes if they didn't feel like it. They wear pajamas sometimes to bed, sometimes not. Stuff yeah. Like that. yeah. So um, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there, there are days where we'll, you know, we would come home from school and one of them would be completely naked in five seconds and the other one would just, you know, walk around in whatever they were wearing the whole time until, you know, it was time to take a shower and go to bed. So... They just, they, they grew up with it. Um, so it was never really a introduction, but when it came to the resort itself, we did, um, get a babysitter that first time so that the two of us could go up and, and check it out first and kind of see. And, uh, I remember that first time we were up there, there was at least two or three other families with kids about our kids ages. Mm-hmm. And so that, that really put me at ease with, um, bringing the kids and um, everybody we talked to, they were like, oh, you know, trying to get to know us and everything. And we would mention that we have kids and they're like, oh, wh- why didn't you bring your kids? And I'm like, well, we weren't sure. You know, it was kind of one of those type things. Mm-hmm. I will say they their their approach is slightly different. I think my son is a, a nudist of convenience. If he's wearing clothes, he'll keep wearing clothes. And if he's not, he doesn't want to put them on. Whereas my daughter is definitely more the... Uh, take everything off immediately type. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, So my, my daughter is the one that usually she wants to know when we're going back to, uh, they call it the necky pool. Um, The necky pool. Yeah. Well, at first we didn't want them, you know, cause they go to school and everything or they went to daycare and now they go to school. Um, And we, we were worried about what they would say to other kids. So uh, we, Called it the necky pool at first. Now we tell them whitetail. It sounds um, better. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you call it now? Oh, it's the it, the name of the resort is whitetail. Whitetail. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like, so this leads into what I'm gonna like. How do you communicate this to? How do you choose who you're gonna tell this to? What family members? What community members? Um, how you know? How does that work? Um, I am pretty open about it with most of my friends. I do have a group that are, you know, part of my mom's group that is run out of a church. So I don't necessarily tell them (laughs) because some of them are a little judgy about even the fact that we don't go to church and, and I'm part of the group. So like, yeah, I don't tell them, but all the women that I know in my neighborhood, you know, we have a large ladies group in our neighborhood of 400 women that pre COVID we would get together almost monthly for ladies night. And they all pretty much know, and they all tend to be more curious than anything else. They're like, Oh my gosh, how could you do that? Like, I'd be so self-conscious. I'm like, really? Like, no, no, you're more self-conscious in your clothes than you are when you're naked because every naked but um and most of our family knows now over the last few years they've all either guessed or figured it out because you know when you say hey we're going on a cruise and no children are allowed it's 21 and over they're kind of like well what kind of cruise does that 
And one where you can't take pictures. Yeah. yeah. Take pictures on the ship. <laughs> I started like, wait a minute. You said that you're traveling with this cruise line, but I don't see any cruise itineraries during that dates on their website. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's not going to be very curious family members. <laughs> so, but yeah, most of our family has found out or we've told them and most everybody's cool with it. We have a couple that are not and we just try not, we just, you know, don't ask, don't tell. We don't talk about it. Yeah. Certain comfort levels that you know others are with, and you know, it's kind of like a time and place where hey, we won't you know talk about it if it makes you uncomfortable. So we'll uh, just have a uh, different topic of discussion, and then you know other family members are kind of curious about it, or just say hey, okay, that's that's neat, and just kind of you know pass on hey, that's just another uh, interesting fact of, about you know a relative or you know a friend of mine. Yeah, that you, know, you leave it at that. Does this impact work at all? Pre-COVID, um, I was a teacher. For lack of a better answer, yes. It uh, it affected work uh, just because it was something I, I couldn't I couldn't talk about it. Um, you know, even at work after after hours with my coworkers, you know, on campus. It was just too much of a risk that a student would overhear or something like that. And that's just, it was just something I did not want going around the student body. Um, I taught uh, middle school and high school. So mm -hmm. it wouldn't be a, a situation where like it would be kindergarten or first grade where they wouldn't really understand what I was talking about. The, these children would know what I was talking about. They're awesome. Do you all find that odd that, I guess I'm trying to wrap my brain around why it's strange. First of all, that you, you, you have to hide what you're talking. You're a, you're in a relationship. You're you know you're married, and yeah. you have to hide what you're hide that. And it's about the human body, okay. And it's I think it's everybody else that's sexualizing the human body. Um, I can't remember so a cruise or one of the resorts we've been to that we met a woman. You know, she flat out told us she's like, yeah, I worked at an elementary school. And then she got a job in the summer. She ran the kitchen at her local nudist resort. Somebody mm -hmm. found out about it and she was fired from her job for being a nudist. I believe ANR, which is the American Association of Nude Recreation, they have lawyers and a legal fund just for nudists who are fired from their jobs for doing nothing wrong. And what wording do they use when they fire the person? There, there are states they don't even need to use wording. We've lived in states yeah. where it's at will. They don't have to give you a reason, and it yeah. doesn't matter their reason is. They can fire you no matter what. As long as it doesn't violate the uh, you know, discrimination laws. And, oh, yeah, you just wore something I didn't like, so you're fired. We're, uh, Virginia's an at will state, so, um, and I've lived in Virginia yeah, basically my entire life. So I've only taught in Virginia. So it's, you know, very easily I could be, you know, fired for, for my personal choices outside of my, uh, my school. I think some of it is it's, it's public perception, right? Um, mm -hmm. Schools especially would rather avoid any kind of appearance 
of um, anything controversial at all, really. And, and so this is an area where, you know, she is a teacher. Um, it, it's just safer, even if, even if you could fight it or even if um, maybe nothing would come of it and everyone would be fine. It's just better not to take that risk. Um, whereas I'm, I, I do software development and uh, I'm on like an active recruitment drive. I mean, half the people I work with know I'm a nudist because <laughs> I'm, you know, trying to recruit them. But <laughs> Uh, very different environments, you know. I think when you work with the public, though, especially, it's it becomes a challenge. Okay. And so what would you all want for the public to know most? You know, because this is a platform where you can say that. You know, this is going to, people are going to see it. So what do you want for people to know about the nudist community? Yeah, what you're talking about. Like, if you don't know what you're talking about and you haven't been to a nudist resort, you don't know any nudists, shut up because you have no right to talk whatsoever. And, you know, I've had former friends that I was good friends with knew that we were nudists. And when we had a falling out, she threatened to go to my kid's elementary school and tell them and threatened me that she was going to go to other organizations that I volunteer through, tell them and have me kicked out of all this stuff. And I'm just like, we're not doing anything wrong. Absolutely nothing illegal, nothing immoral, because, you know, you're all born, everybody's born naked. We're not born wearing clothes. So, like, what what would they even do? And it just, yeah, if you, if you don't, and you don't know what it's about, and you just assume that nudists are all, it's all sexual and deviance, and yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> That is actually extremely frowned upon. So you just mind your own business. <laughs> I mean, my my first gut reaction to that question would be that, you know, people should know that it's not necessarily sexual in nature. But mm-hmm. but that answer kind of bothers me when I think about it because there's nothing wrong with sex either. <laughs> uh, right, right. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly, you know, there's contexts and there's places and times. But I just... I think it would be that it's not um, deviant. It's not uh, moral to. Yeah, we're not know. a we're not a bunch of sexual predators. Yeah. You know, I think that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, because there have been people who have assumed, like, "Oh my God, you take your kids there?" Exactly. <laughs> There's going to be pedophiles there, and I'm like, "Well, no, because you're not even allowed to be a member unless you submit to a background check." And I know that's not foolproof, but guess what? My kids are more likely to be harmed or abused in school or at church or by a family member than they are at a nudist resort. And like, you're absolutely right about that. Proven, They're more likely to be sexually abused by a family member, by, you know, uncles, cousins, what have you, than at a nudist resort. Because with nudists, it's not sexual with us. It's just comfort natural. So. And people, I mean, it is, it is like, it is being part of a community. So when you're there, uh, people, especially with the kids there are on very high alert. You know, it's, um, you kind of have a community looking out for your kids there. The, if, if they were playing outside in my neighborhood, I don't think, 
my neighbors would be as invested in their well-being as the people at the nearest resort are. No, and I don't know if you guys have ever had anything happen at your resort. Um, we're part of our resort here. We call Mar. It's Mountaineer Ranch, so we shortened it to Mar. Um, we've actually had people who have come in and done things inappropriate. And the manager of the resort, you know, there was a guy by the pool. It was at night, so there were no families there. There was hardly anybody there. There was a guy by, laid down by the pool and started jerking off. Mm. And all are yelling at him, screaming at him to get out of here. He wouldn't stop. The manager came up, grabbed his jeans, and started beating him with his own jeans until he left. <laughs> <laughs> then his, you know, he was banned for life. He's never allowed back. And yeah, so that's kind of like the funny story that I'm just like, oh, I would have paid to been there and see this woman come up and beat him with his own pants. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, um, it is. A, uh, oh, like you are booted and they will beat you up. <laughs> I, I don't know about your uh, your resort in Colorado, but ours, um, a large portion of the of the land is actually permanent homes. So they actually, there's a uh, majority of the people that are there live in the resort. I want to say a majority, but <laughs> depending know. on the time of year. The time of year, yeah. <laughs> I um, think yeah. much larger than ours. Yeah. We're very small. Um, we have four, an old house that was converted into four like hotel rooms and a one room cabin that has like a bed, a couch, and a bathroom that you can stay at and that's it. And then the rest of it is all um, campers RVs. and RVs. I think there's only maybe two or three there that are permanent and the rest mm -hmm. got to sign up for your site every year to keep your site, to keep your camper there. But it's very small, very woodsy. You know, it's up in the mountains in Colorado, about 45, 40 minutes outside Denver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not very far from the city. And, you, and Dustin, you're talking about uh, you know protection and everyone's looking out for each other. Uh, we actually had an incident where our son, uh, he's still learning how to swim. And <laughs> by, you know, thankfully we had a couple other adults in the pool and we were, you know, just finishing getting food and we saw our son kind of jumping up and down and one adults picked up on the fact that he was having trouble. So, you know, he's able to quickly go up, grab our son, and get him up. Yeah, our son almost drowned sure did, this last yeah, summer. Stay in the water, so, so. got him out. Because Big Sister was supposed to stay there, and she didn't, and she <laughs> and ran to the playground with her friends, and uh, the guy even said, he's like, you know, you never know how people are going to be about you touching their kid, but he's like, as soon as I saw you guys were worried about him, he scooped him up and brought him to the side of the pool. And mm -hmm. You know, so you have people who are watching out and they know that, hey, you know, some parents are going to freak out if you go anywhere near their kids. But I'm mm -hmm. just obviously my child is. He's in danger. Help him. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if one of you are wearing clothes. <laughs> so can you guys share with us some of the resources like the first of all, educational resources, like where people can get newsletters and get more information, like some of the most reputable resources. And I know, Dan, you've sent me a lot of the information. So if people contact me, like I'll be able to, you know, email it to them. But if you guys can say it uh, so that people can hear it, some of the resources. 
Um, definitely Anner, which is A A R N. A A N R. Sorry. Um, American Association of Dude Recreation. And they are like, they're the big one. They have a list of the resorts that are certified by them and all the different information. And that's the big one I'm aware of. And they've got subregions. So there's you no know, AANR West, um, Southwest, I think East, Central. So mm -hmm. they break it by, by states uh, for that. Um, yeah. And Manny, Dessa, I don't know if you, if you guys have any others because I think that's the main one. I, I would just say the your your closest nudist resort. Um, I believe there's at least one in each state, uh, and most have websites that at least talk about their codes of conduct, their rules, how things work at their resort. So, okay. And I know there's one in, uh, I'm in San Antonio. So I know there's one in Austin. I, I know there's a couple. Uh, I have a friend that, um, he came to visit, uh, from Texas and mm -hmm. I, for whitetail <laughs> and like i said i'm on a recruitment drive so uh he went back to texas and immediately found one outside of um uh, dallas i believe okay that sounds about right like it would probably be austin and dallas so um, austin, austin dallas san antonio there's one along the coast down like at the bottom of the gulf coast that one's actually mm -hmm. been for a while i keep seeing the ad every month <laughs> in the newsletter <laughs> Too bad it's not in Colorado. We could buy a nudist resort. Yeah. <laughs> you know, through Anner, you can actually search for nudist resorts in your area, and they will not post about any of them that are not certified by them. So you know that there's strict codes of conduct. So, you know, if a single woman wants to go and lay by the pool, there's a strict code of conduct that you cannot be approached by a man in any type of other than a friendly manner, like trying to ask her out, hit on her, anything sexual is against the rules. And normally most resorts will have a ratio. They do not let in a whole bunch of just single men. It's usually more couples or single women, and then they will limit the amount of single men who can come in. Okay. And I've heard that rule, um, like with swingers clubs as well. It's, it's similar. Okay. And you did mention earlier that there's some crossover in at certain times um, at the on the cruises, like sometimes you'll have swingers events in addition to. No, totally separate business. Um, totally separate. Okay. Okay. Explain. Explain that. Fair Necessities is a nudist cruise. So there will be. Yes, of course, there are some people on the ship who are swingers. You sometimes will see that they have like the adult friend finder logo on their necklace. I asked somebody about this one time. Okay. <laughs> um, and they kind of, you know, they have their own chats that they can get together on their own if they want to, but there's nothing organized for swingers on our ships and again, that we go on. Anything in but, public is going to immediately get you booted. So yeah. it's going to suck when you're booted when, and you're stuck in Aruba and trying to find. Yeah, they will home. boot you off at the next port and you've got to find your own way home. Um, oh, but okay. there, I found out there is another charter ship travel agency. I believe it's called Bliss and they are an alternative lifestyle cruise. So they are only nude at the pools, but it's a swingers cruise. And, and again, they, 
So um, that one, I'm just like, yeah, I'm okay. I don't need to go on that. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, and I think, you know, just San Antonio, there was a resort that was a swingers resort nude as well. So there, but like a resort like that is not going to be certified by Anner. They okay. don't swinging at all. They will not certify a resort that allows it. So there, there are a lot of different, uh, I know bliss there, there's one other too. Yeah. Um, but they, I guess you would just want to watch out for the vocabulary they use, right? Like, uh, bare necessities calls themselves a nudist cruise. Yeah. Um, and the others are like alternative lifestyle or, um, lifestyle cruises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are, I'm like, you know, bare necessities of obviously everybody canceled their cruises this year and, we just squeaked in last year, the week before the shutdown started, we got back on land, you know, right before COVID hit. Thank goodness we didn't get quarantined on the ship. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I was looking into like, hey, are, is there anybody else that does this besides Bare Necessities? And we couldn't find or not adult lifestyle cruises. And that's the other thing. Which was a bummer. I really enjoy about bare necessities is that you know, once you're in international waters, uh, you don't have to have any clothes on. So you can get up totally undressed and go out, go up to the pool, lay down for a little bit, um, go put a, put go, a towel go on to your waist buffet. and then go to the buffet <laughs> and eat and you know, sit on a towel and you know, eat your food. Whereas looking into some of the other ones, it seems like you had to be clothed everywhere Except and the pool. then once you got to the pool, then you could undress you wanted to. And for me, that's just, that's too yeah. much work. I'm not much <laughs> yep. Okay. So the one that you all were talking about is the American Association for Nude Recreation. Yes. Okay. And that is the one that first popped up. You know, if you type in uh, nudist organizations, that's going to be the first one that pops up. The American Association for Nude Recreation. Um, and what about the International Naturalist Federation? That one I haven't heard of because, okay. because if we are doing anything international, we're on the ship and doing it through them. So we okay. have traveled to another country and go, hey, we want to find a nude resort. Or okay. we have not done that yet. Okay. And so... Anybody that's listening, just remember it's the American Association for New Recreation. And you can get all kinds of resources, um, get newsletters, yeah. uh, educational information, and um, know where all of the resorts are. It's like a one-stop shop for being a nudist, you know. So if you're curious. Um, the more rustic ones in the country, but... Mm -hmm pictures and we've gone to one down in Florida just you know 45 minutes Disney World there's a nude resort and it is one of the most beautiful resorts I've ever been to I loved it and we're actually planning on taking our kids there the next time we go to Disney <laughs> we're gonna stay there instead. <laughs> nice motels and so two or three different pools there yeah they had you know they had a heated pool and then they had the unheated area of pool and like three different hot tubs and huge playgrounds. It was really nice. 
So there are some, you're not even going to realize you're at like a smaller nudist resort. They are beautiful, beautiful resorts. Most of them in the country you're going to find in Florida and California. Because, you know, they've got the nice weather all year round. That like, figures. Yeah. Right now in two degrees. So <laughs> we're not nude today. <laughs> there should be more of them in Texas, but, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, doing this, like saying, all, coming on and, you know, being willing to do this and, you know, not covering your faces and you know what I mean. Um, but I mean, really, seriously, like being public about this, you know, and I wanted to make sure that I, you know, provided a platform for you to do that because I, you know, I'm always asking questions about it. And I'm sure that these are some of the questions that people have in general about what it's like being part of a nudist community. And so are there any last words that you all have? Just wish people didn't have so many hangups about it. Yeah, I wish they didn't either, you know, especially because no. you guys are telling me about the body image stuff, so. Yeah. And it definitely seems like it, it's American hangups, you know, most other countries do not have an issue with nudity the way we do. Right. Really a pain, but. Spain has laws against being naked in public. Germany's got a whole bunch of places, France, so. Although at least we got, Colorado got the law one or two years ago. Women can be topless anywhere. You can Sorry. be in your backyard. You could go on a hike topless anywhere. That is made that law in Colorado, and that's really nice. <laughs> uh, the only thing I would want to add is just I think more people should give it a try, even if even if they don't uh, become a part of the community or they don't keep doing it. Um, it's it's kind of addictive uh, having the sun just on your skin. I know that sounds weird, but you get kind of a, a sense of well-being from that alone. Um, and I think if more people tried it, they'd find out they they really enjoyed it. For me, it's just the I have a lot of people when you know when we talk about it, they're like, "Oh, I could never." <laughs> and I'm like, me telling you how it is and what it feels like does not even come close to how it actually feels when you're there. Like talking about how you know you're not really aware of of your body and like you're not worried about who's looking or whatever like that's gone and to say that a lot of people are like oh yeah right and it's like no like you need to go you need to do it and you really understand what we're what we're talking about there oh and, and one other kind of funny thing don't forget your sunscreen yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes of course from the rest of your year when and when you're wearing clothes they will burn really easily <laughs> do not forget sunscreen i have burned very badly on a couple of our cruises uh just you know forgetting to reapply sunscreen to areas that don't normally see that much sun <laughs> well all right well i appreciate you guys uh dustin mandy and tiffany and dan this i hope this is enlightening for people i really do and um if there are any other topics that you all have that you're interested in just email me. Thank you very much. Thank you. You can email me at erin at brighterfutureea.com or you can email Kenny at ktpolit, that's P-O-L-I-T as in tango, 24 at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Erin Alexander, 
hosted by Kenny Pollitt and Aaron Alexander, and mixed and edited by William Lynch.